welcome to episode number three of the National Land Realty Podcast, where we discuss all things land. Our goal is to inform, educate, and entertain those of you who own land or are interested in the buying and selling of land throughout the United States. My name is Matt Christian, and I'm the Chief Marketing Officer here at National Land Realty. I'll be your host for this episode. Today, our topic will be elk hunting in Missouri with land professional Alec Wardenberg out of St. Louis, Missouri. This discussion is based on the article Elk Hunting in Missouri by Alec Wardenberg and published on our blog at nationalland.com. Prior to working with National Land Realty, Alec worked in ag sales for Manapro Animal Health, specializing in animal health supplements and equine and pet nutrition. He proudly serves in the Army National Guard and is a graduate of the University of Missouri. Combine this with a lifetime of hunting, fishing, and agriculture, and you have a wealth of knowledge on the topic at hand. Now, sit back and enjoy the show. Uh, all right. My name is Mac Christian, and I am Chief Marketing Officer here with National Land Realty. Uh, I'm sitting here with Alec Wardenberg out of Missouri. Um, Alec is a land professional with National Land Realty. Alec, why don't you take a second and introduce yourself? Uh, talk a little bit about you know how you came into the business uh, and, and your background with with hunting with the outdoors. Yeah, Mac, definitely. So uh, first of all, thanks for for having me on here. I'm excited to talk a little bit about Missouri elk hunting as it's a it's a very new thing. So uh, I am the uh, land broker, land professional here on the eastern side of Missouri. So our office is here um, in Old Town, Wentzville. So we kind of cover everything maybe west to Columbia, north up to Mark Twain Lake and, and down south towards the Boot Hill. But uh, been with National Land since 2019. Um, last year was a big year for us here in eastern Missouri. Uh, opened up a new brokerage office, you know, here in Wentzville and also uh, worked towards uh, getting our broker's license, uh, opening up an office in Illinois. So that's a, a, a new exciting thing coming our way. Uh, you know, how I got into the land business, I uh, graduated from University of Missouri with an ag business degree and a minor in plant science. So always kind of wanted to go, you know, into the ag side of things. Uh, found out about national land through a, a random military connection. Um, sometimes you never know where, where the road's going to lead. So, um, uh, started with national land as an agent and uh been doing it ever since so you don't just like work with just land real estate you have you have multiple points of emphasis in your background education wise as far as you study plants study agriculture talk a little bit about that experience yeah yeah so in college i my first you know real internship professional job i worked for a company called manapro um, which is an animal feed supplement company so they started out you know selling calf mano which is a, a well-known just feed supplement but when i started working for them man they were getting into everything so we were selling backyard poultry supplies dog treats um, horse products you know fly spray and and things like that so i was had the opportunity to become well versed in a lot of different areas of kind of the veterinary side and the ag sales side put together. Um, so I did that for actually three years in college. And I think I got a lot of, no, I got a lot of sales experience there, you know, getting to drive around, meet with local landowners, small feed stores, and then up to the big, you know, rural king, things like that. So um, I hang my head on that quite a bit where, you know, just getting introduced to sales side of things. Um, and then during college, I, I also did uh, Army ROTC. So I am in the Army National Guard. I'm a first lieutenant in an engineering unit here in Missouri um, out of Festus. So we have 
mainly heavy equipment operators, so big bulldozers, good steers, all kinds of fun stuff to uh, shape the battlefield, as they say. So, um, yeah, wear a lot of different hats, but uh, wouldn't have it any other way. That is, that's fascinating. So, you know, you, when you go out to talk to a ranch so, or, or somebody that's selling ranch land or buying ranch land, like you kind of know the ins and outs, right? That's kind of with your background, you can speak to not only how the land is built, but even kind of assess that, you know, how many cattle this land is going to feed or, or the irrigation patterns in there. Like you, you can really kind of dial in when, when you're talking yeah, about that. Yeah, stuff. definitely. So it, it's good to be able to kind of talk shop, um, but also provide value to a buyer. Um, you know, a lot of times we're not just selling a, a chunk of dirt. We're selling a chunk of dirt and all the improvements that, that come with it. Um, and those improvements do have value. So being able to speak to those improvements, I think is very important. So, um, so talk to me a little bit about elk in Missouri. Elk, elk have not been in Missouri for a very long time. And, uh, sort of, they, they phased out in the 1800s. I just knowing a little bit of history. I know that Daniel Boone settled there around the late eight or, or sorry, late 1700s to early 1800s. I believe he spent the last 20 years of his life there. And when you read old accounts of sort of the lifestyle, when, when he lived in that area, when he sort of moved there, they weren't, they wouldn't just kill like one elk. This, all the reports are coming back with 12, 13 elk in an outing, you know, like the, the number of animals that they drop in a single day were just, it's hard to, it's hard to fathom that. So talk a little bit about that and sort of the reintroduction. Cause I mean, I understand they were hunted out. And then when you read the accounts from Danny Boone, you're like, well, yeah, that's what happens when you kill that many animals in a day. <laughs> like you yeah, run out yeah. of them. Daniel Boone and his posse may have uh, gone out and killed 12, 13 elk in a day. And, and now we get to kill five all year total in Missouri. So yeah, like you said, elk were, you know, we're here in the 1800s and then over hunted. Um, and then we're, we're gone for a long, long time. In fact, in 2011 is when they were first reintroduced to the state of Missouri. Um, so they were pulled from Eastern Kentucky, uh, put into kind of a quarantine period, um, and then dropped off here in Missouri at the Peck Ranch. Um, the Peck Ranch is a gigantic ranch that was donated to the Missouri Department of Conservation, um, 24,000 acres. And that's that's pretty seriously big for, for the state of Missouri. So um, the originally there was 108 elk that were introduced. Um, now they're spanning across three counties, Carter County, Shannon County, and Reynolds County, which is kind of south central Missouri, a little bit more of a I'll call it mountainous for Missouri type terrain. Um, you know, here in Missouri, we have Highway 70 that that cuts the state directly in half. So I always say that's a good dividing line. If you go north of 70, you're looking at more, you know, tillable land, a lot flatter stuff. And then southern Missouri, where these elk are, is, is more of a, you know, mountainous, hilly, a lot of waterfronts and big, real clean rivers run through these. So um as close to the traditional kind of elk habitat that we see on TV as we can get here in Missouri. So, like I said, they're started out with 108. Today, that population is, is up over 200, um, which has met the optimistic growth rate for the state of kind of 10% per year. Um, and the goal of that herd is to get up somewhere around four, you know, 400 to 500 elk. Um, well, so they're keeping the population fairly low for that. It's it just, I guess, to probably just put them in that one area and see how they hold up. Yeah, I mean, here in Missouri, we're we're used to seeing whitetail deer run around. Uh, 
but seeing an elk run around, that's, that's quite a bit different, a lot bigger. You know, we already have quite of an issue with whitetail deer and road accidents and, you know, destruction of uh, crops and things like that. So yeah, if we had a, an elk population that matched our, our deer population, we'd, we'd probably be in trouble. So, but these, <laughs> this is a good area that they're at, you know, it's a, it's probably one of the most remote areas in Missouri. Um, so they're well protected, um, back kind of where they would have been if we were back in the 1800s. So. Yeah, so talk to me real quick about it, just because I'm kind of interested, you know, the the game populations, I, I live on the West Coast. And, mm-hmm. and so when, when I picture game populations in any given area, like when we see them, it'll be sparse. You see them once in a while. There's your typical, you know, like you said, road accidents with, with animals. But we don't have nearly the density that you see back east. Like you mentioned, whitetail deer are almost a problem. There's there's a lot of hunters that I know that would have love to have a problem out here of seeing too many white-tailed deer. Now you'll see you'll see herds of, of mule deer and, and large herds of elk throughout the West, but I, it doesn't seem like it it carries quite the density that that you do see down south and back east. Um, talk to me a little bit about the game populations, different game that that you typically hunt in Missouri, sort of like your your quintessential animals that that people harvest out of there. Yeah. So number one in Missouri, I think a lot of, you know, like a lot of other states in the Midwest would be, would be your deer hunting. You know, everybody has a deer camp. Uh, everybody and their brother is going to go out deer hunting on opening day of rifle season. So that's our mainstay. Um, we also have you know, a pretty good growing turkey population um, as well as, you know, traditional small game coyotes, squirrels, and things like that. But by far and away, Missouri deer hunting it, it is, is the mainstay. So um, talking a little bit about the population issues, you know, that Missouri, especially towards the bigger cities, we have a little bit of an overpopulation issues with, you know, crowding neighborhoods and, and resulting in car accidents, which obviously spiked during the rut and fall. Um, so yeah, just talking a little bit more about if it was an elk that was, uh, if we had this elk overpopulation, um, I think our car accidents would be a little bit worse. And then I also wonder, you know, if these elk, travel north and start to find some of these cornfields you know how big will these elk truly get because i know out west um there's not much corn out there but if, if we start feeding these corn to these elk um that'd be a question in my head to see how that goes so <laughs> so talk to me about you know when you put in for for a hunt in missouri especially this well i mean this elk hunt because that's what we're talking about um you know similar hunts that i look at for for kind of your more rare species in in idaho we have moose and we have you know bighorn and when you do those like you can't put in for anything else if you take the gamble to put in on one of these hunts in idaho you cannot put in for anything else hunting wise like that's your chance Mm -hmm. um and then when you draw it's a once in a lifetime and so they they had they really kind of like have their limitations when like if you want to do this you've got to take that gamble and go all in is that is that sort of how it works in missouri or or is it just an open put in for that Not necessarily. I think if you took uh, somebody's deer hunting away from them here in Missouri so they could hunt an elk, there may be an uprising. Um, (laughs) But no, you can you can still, you know, hunt everything else and and get your traditional over the counter tags. Now, with the elk, there is an application, an online lottery that runs from May 1st to, to May 31st. So you have 31 days to to gamble on your lottery, basically, to see if you can be lucky enough to get pulled. Um, now, with that being said, only Missouri residents can be drawn. Um, and to answer your other question, you can be drawn more than once. So if 
if you're lucky enough to have light lightning strike twice, uh, you could you could potentially harvest two elk in Missouri in your lifetime. Um, so out of those five permits, one of those will be a landowner permit, which is adjoining the Peck Ranch in those in those counties. Um, with that permit, you can harvest any antlered elk. I think the restriction is it has to be over six inches long. Um, and there's two seasons. So with your permit that you get, you get one permit, obviously, you can take part in two seasons. So from October 16th to the 24th, there is an archery season. Um, if you're not successful during that period, there's a backup firearms portion that runs from December 11th through the 19th. Okay, so you can take your choice um, mm -hmm. on, on sort of where that goes. In, yeah, yep. So I, I think it's nice that the archery five. season... Oh, okay. So the early ones, archery, the later ones, rifle, that's the December. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, if you want to go out and try to harvest a bull with a bow, you know, you have that October period. Um, but then if, if you're not successful, you do have that firearms portion in December. So, and they have similar rut season out there, right? It is, it's the, the late September rut that they kind of have. And I know that Kentucky ruts around then. So I'm just guessing it's being the same kind of population that, that they run the same yeah. this this exactly October, exactly but this october bow hunt doesn't look like it is in the rut so is this mostly spot and stock with it that you're doing yeah yep so this is all spot and stock um you know like i said we're you're hunting big ridges uh ravines we do have a lot of water down in that area so i know some hunters have kind of focused in on that water um and then it opens up a little bit obviously with the with the firearm seasons to you know potentially you could do a kind of a, a setup, a more traditional deer hunting setup over a, a feeding area or something like that. You know, December, we're getting into snow cover. Um, food is going to be limited. So there's, you know, some alternatives to just spot stock that you'd be able to take advantage of in that uh, December firearm season. So I, I don't know the terrain very well, and but you do. So talk to me a little bit about the elevation gain that you see as far as like when you're talking mountains, right? What yeah. kind of elevation differential is there between so sort of like the the river valleys to the mountain peaks? And then what's the terrain like as far as brush? Um, you know, if there's a rifle season, is this is this short range or is this like you have a good line of sight on on what you're hunting? Yeah, so I'm glad I'm talking to you, uh, a guy from out west. So when I say mountains, <laughs> I'm talking maybe a few thousand feet in elevation, maybe. Um you know, with the firearm season, a long shot. If you could shoot 300, 300 yards, that'd be a serious shot here. Um, so where these elk are at, it's traditionally red oaks, white oaks, black oaks, hardwood forests. Um, during this time of the year, a lot of the brush will be off. So it'll be a little bit more open, but no, we're not having any thousand yard shots or anything like, like that here. So. And that, well, why I wanted to ask that too was because I know how thick the brush gets, you know, in the Midwest and, and you know, east of where I am. And it's, mm -hmm. it's wicked <laughs> to walk through any, you know, anywhere off trail, just get, you, you end up wanting a machete more than anything else to, to get through anywhere. Um, is this kind of that kind of terrain that, that you see? Yeah, yeah, definitely. So, so a lot of this area, you know, has been logged over the last hundred to 200 years. So, um, using those old logging roads is an effective way to get around, but you know, we always laugh that guys get ready for, for deer season and they're, they're sighting in the rifle after 300 yards. Well, 
there's not very many opportunities to shoot that rifle 300 yards around here, um, especially down in that area. Now, if you get up to northern Missouri where it's flatter and you have big tillable fields and things like that, then you can kind of reach out and touch them, but uh, not so much for, for where these elk are at. And that brings up the, the second thing I wanted to sort of talk about is that sort of puts the advantage in the elk's hands in, in my mind as far as if you're, if you're doing a spot and stock hunt in loud, thick brush, you're talking about a thousand pound animal that can ghost you in a couple of feet. I mean, yeah. they vanish and they are fast and they're sneaky. And you, you usually don't know that you are near one until one explodes out of the bushes next to you. And all you hear is the sound of it running away, you know, over a mountaintop. So like, I, I, I picture a lot of this, you know, obviously guides are going to know the area. If they get one of these hunts, you're probably going to have a guide. Is that, is that traditionally a guiding area or? No. Um, so a lot of these guys are local landowners. Um, so, so far we don't have any guides that are, are doing this. Um, so if you're, if you're not one of the landowner tags, um, you have a couple options. You can hunt on the Peck Ranch or some of the con large conservation areas that are in that area on public land. Uh, but no, this is all kind of free trade, free chase by yourself. Um, I think a lot of the folks that have been drawn, you know, have a little bit of experience, maybe going out West and hunting these elk. So they have an idea of, of what they're going after. But for some of these folks, it's, it's brand new, something new to try out. So we have had a, we've had two seasons of this elk hunt and we've had a hundred percent success rate. Uh, so these, these folks who are lucky enough to get drawn have, have figured out a way to make it happen, but uh, uh, it's challenging. Um, I think, you know, if you're lucky enough to get, you know, out of only five permits and you're lucky enough to be one of them, you got to spend some time during those two periods to, to make sure you're successful because you may never get the chance again. I was just going to say, yeah, if you, if you are lucky enough to draw one of those tags, this is something where you would want to put in, a good, you know, a good chunk of time scouting and knowing the exact patterns and where they're feeding because because they can roam 20, 30 miles in a couple of days, you know, with their normal patterns, you know, in, in this area, they're, they are kind of confined in there. How many, how large of an area did you say the park is? Um, it's so the original Peck Ranch where they were introduced is 24,000 acres. Now it's not high fence, so they are able to expand from there. So they're they're ranging about three counties and these are, are pretty large counties, but uh, I'd say the, the heart of the herd is still kind of within that 24 to maybe 30,000 acre range. And that size, that, that chunk, a, a piece of land that size in Missouri, that's pretty significant, right? Yeah, yeah, definitely. So that's, that's probably one of the bigger pieces of ground, contiguous pieces of ground in the state. Um, so is this something that's pretty popular? Are people talking about this? Oh yeah, definitely. So, I mean, every, every year, every person who has harvested elk um, has got their own report in the local newspaper, even up here in St. Louis or Kansas city, some of the larger areas. Um, all these folks are lucky enough to not only get to, to kill an elk, but also seem to be highlighted in their local newspaper. And um, so the words traveling fast. Um, I don't know if you have better chances of, of harvesting an elk or winning the Powerball here in Missouri, uh, but everybody's giving it a shot. <laughs> so so there's there's like a full write-up in the local paper so this isn't you know in in some places in the u.s where you know the harvesting of an animal can be can be like sort of it's not as widely publicized i would say in, in local papers like in missouri like this is a big deal like it's it's a cultural thing 
hunting is kind of like a part of life in a lot of in a lot of areas so this is kind of a you get some celebrity status out of this oh yeah definitely so and i think uh you got a lot of people jealous of you as well um, i'm sure you have a lot of buddies a lot of buddies are wanting to tag along with these people just to just to see how it goes but uh yeah you know local news have always really supported hunting here in missouri you know every every little girl who who harvests the biggest buck on opening weekend she's going to have a, a front page cover so it's uh it's definitely growing in, in popularity. I think when they introduced it, I'm sure, man, they probably about broke the internet with the amount of guys that are trying to apply to, to win one of these, one of these tags. Oh yeah. I can imagine it. And, and then, so, so yeah, talk to me, talk to me about sort of how, how this works in, in the Peck ranch. Like, is it, and, and I, and I want to lead into a more of a conversation about like hunting in general in Missouri, just because it is mm-hmm. different than, than sort of what I see out West. Mm-hmm. Um, so talk to me about first about the peck ranch and then tell me a little bit about you know hunting in missouri i'm guessing is mostly lease and private land uh you know that sort of thing as compared to like public land hunts where you just go out and go yeah definitely so the, so the peck ranch is a little bit different as it has a, a game preserve a refuge if you will so to hunt whitetail we'll say inside of that refuge you do need there there's another online lottery system to be able to hunt inside the refuge um, now we're talking about twenty four thousand acres so there is some ground that's outside of the refuge where you can hunt uh kind of as is walk in just following statewide regulations so if uh, if you and your buddy and your buddy got uh, lucky enough to have one of these elk permits and you wanted to kind of tag along and do a little bit of deer hunting with them um through that spot and stock but you could definitely do that uh but yeah like you said you know the main difference between you know here in missouri and maybe where, where you're at out west is you know i just said this twenty-four thousand acre um, conservation area is gigantic for us here in the state so we do have uh, a lot of public hunting opportunities for for deer and turkey and things like that just on a little bit smaller scale so they're kind of scattered throughout missouri you know, some are closer to the densely populated areas. Then we have some like the Peck Ranch where are really remote and, and a little bit larger tracks. Um, so, you know, we definitely have our fair share of public land hunting here. Uh, we also have quite a bit of deer leases. Um, and then our, you know, our folks that hunt on private like, private ground. So deer leases here in Missouri are are pretty competitive, um, come with a little bit of a price and, and, you know, their families like to hold on to them. So they're not easy to come by as well. Okay, so so when when a lease comes up, usually it's people are on it pretty quick. Yeah, yeah. So I, every now and then you'll see one on Facebook or Craigslist, and it's usually spoken for the next day. So oh. people do not. Yeah, there's people don't have an issue uh, selling or you know their hunting lease here. That sounds very good. So so you work mostly with sort of private land, recreational tracks, that kind of a thing. Yeah, definitely. So so the you know the number one thing that my clients are looking for typically. Um, is they want a recreational hunting piece so that they can go out and, and do traditional, you know, deer hunting and turkey hunting. Um, but if it can pay for itself or, you know, have a little bit of income generation, whether that be tillable soils or, you know, possible timber harvest, something like that, uh, that's usually our, our perfect world to be able to have that, that hundred acres that you can go hunt on that maybe makes enough money to pay the taxes and take care of maintenance. That's traditionally what what most of the folks here from St. Louis, Kansas City, Columbia, some of the more populated areas are looking for. Um, And we've seen that become increasingly popular over the past few years, Um, even on a little bit smaller scale. It seems like almost everybody now is is wanting 10, 20, 30, 40 acres where they can just kind of get away on the weekend, maybe do a little bit of deer hunting, uh, mainly just have a place to get away with the family. 
Yeah. So, so talk to me a little bit about, you know, it, it's always interesting to me because sort of being out West, there's a lot of wide open space. And then you talk about back East and it is, it's like almost like a full contact sport to get into like a rec property or a lease or something like that. Um, what's the, what's the minimum size that the somebody looking to buy land or, or, or even a, a seller, right. Looking to sell their land for a specific purpose. What's the minimum size you would say that you would want for something like a hunting tract? Yeah. I was just talking to one of my good clients this morning. Um, he owns 1500 acres, right. A, a pretty good, good size farm, but it's kind of, you know, tall and skinny. If you looked at it on a map, well, he had five of the, the biggest deer on his farm, uh, got killed off of his farm by neighbors, you know, during gun season. And the biggest one, he showed me a picture of it this morning, uh, was killed on a 30 acre track. So this little 30 acre track killed the biggest deer that was adjoining this 1500 acre track. So, um, I'd say, you know, minimum, man, you could do it on five acres. If you had it set up correctly and you had one, you know, quality spot, um, you had all the right habitat and you're in the right place at the right time. Uh, I think a five acre track would be just fine. Why? Wow. So you, you would be kind of socked in there close to your neighbors, but I guess everybody in that area would probably have a similar style track to where like, you're not upsetting anybody by, by touching yeah. one off. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You'd be surprised. I mean, everything is just on a little bit smaller scale here in Missouri, you know, because we have had so many of these larger farms that were broken down into 40 acre tracks. And then, you know, as, as population has increased, we've taken these 40 acre tracks and we've, we've taken them down and put them into fives and tens where you could have a small house and a little bit of woods. Um, and yeah, there's quite a few guys who, who have their home sit on five acres and they have, you know, three acres of woods and maybe a little food plot back there that are coming home from work and hunting in the backyard. So, um, deer hunting is, is very close to home here. So. Yeah. I was going to ask, so like most of these, everybody's, you know, that, that gets set up with a the track, they set up a food plot, they set up water, that kind of a thing. So, and then I'm guessing not a lot of fences in order to encourage wildlife to, to move. So it's, I mean, there's a bit of agriculture. It's almost like fishing, right? Like everybody's throwing their bait out, hoping to attract the right one in, in that area. Oh yeah. Have that right? Oh yeah. There, there's definitely uh, quite a bit of competition amongst, amongst neighbors here when everything is so, you know, focused in on, on one area. And, uh, but we do have good things going on where, where some guys are, are putting together deer co-ops where they're kind of coming together with a shared interest, um, sharing some costs of maybe planning for food plots. You know, they'll all come together and, and rent a no-till drill for the weekend or for the week, um, plant together, maybe have a, a minimum size animal that, that they're all willing to take within a you know few miles section of ground. Um, so the deer co-op thing is becoming more popular. So it's uh, helping out with that competition a little bit. I was going to say that probably helps manage the population a little bit. If you have some sort of designated, like we don't take anything below this size, that sort of those things help, right? Yeah, yeah, definitely. So, and, and there are a few of those select areas in Missouri where, man, that quality is, you know, if you go 10 miles over that quality is not the same, but it's these, these small areas where, you know, there may be one large landowner or a team of guys that come together and, and really focused on helping the population, providing good habitat and good food. And, uh, those areas are, are very well spoken for. And there's a lot of out-of-state people who are coming in, trying to buy up in those areas. So. Yeah. And you were talking about the, this landowner, you said what, 1300 acres that somebody with 30 acres got the biggest deer in that area. I'm guessing all those guys probably knew each other and they're probably just texting back and forth. Like, Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. I'm sure there was a group chat going on, on fire that whole weekend. <laughs> you know I mean? So. So you're, you're based close to Peck Ranch, correct? 
Yeah, yeah. It's Peck Ranch is probably about two hours south of us. Um, so we're here right at the dividing that I-70 line. We're, we're right on that dividing line. So yeah, we can get down to this area. Um, Reynolds County is, is one of the counties that we work quite a bit in. Um, the Black River flows through Reynolds County, and that's one of those places where a lot of people want to buy. A lot of these folks from St. Louis want recreational ground with river frontage on the Black River. Um, so through that, I've, I've become pretty familiar with the area, Peck Ranch, Reynolds County. So yeah, we can definitely get down there pretty quick to, to help anybody out who might be interested in uh, purchasing or, or possibly selling some ground in that area. So. Yeah, and that's and I think that's one thing to touch on is is for you as a land professional, as opposed to I mean, you know, when you think real estate, right? When you're talking to a land professional versus like a residential person, you usually picture a residential person as they usually live within a given area. They normally drive, you know, like 45 minutes in a day, maybe to get to a listing or to work with somebody or to work with a client. You routinely are driving three, four hours just to get somewhere, right? I mean, like it's pretty wide ranging. Yeah, there's a lot of windshield time in what we do. Um, you know, like I said, we kind of go down towards the boot heel, which for me would be maybe a three hour drive and then north up to Mark Twain Lake. But uh, yeah, this Reynolds County area is, is about two hours for us. And, uh, you know, we do quite a bit of business down there. One of those counties where those those larger farms are getting broke down into 40 and 50 acre tracks, which is just making it more affordable for the person to come down from St. Louis or some of the more populated areas so they can you know, have a cabin, maybe have a little bit of river frontage, a place to go deer hunting. And who knows, maybe one day they'll have a place to go elk hunting as well. Yeah. It really, I mean, I, I'm, I'm always blown away with just how elk behave. Just like I said, it's, it's an animal the size of a car that can disappear right in front of your eyes. They, you know, they haven't lived this long for no reason. They're, yeah, <laughs> they're a very I, capable animal. I, I picture a guy down in that County, um, uh, sitting there having his morning coffee and, you know, used to looking out the door and, and, and maybe he'll see some deer and some turkey and some squirrels running around. I picture him sitting there having a cup of coffee, looking up one day and, and there's a bull elk. And, and I think that'd be a pretty exciting view to see. That would be, yeah, they're impressive animals. That's neat. Well, Hey, Alec, I want to, I want to thank you very much for your time here. Um, I appreciate it. Uh, it. And again, it's, it's great to hear sort of the knowledge base that you have specifically about the land your given area. Um, much appreciated. So if somebody's looking for, for land in, in the Missouri area, how do they get a hold of you and, and talk to me about your team? Yeah, guys. Um, so if you're interested in, in land, whether that's north or south I-70, um, I always say Missouri kind of has it all. So, uh, you know, you can always give me a call. Um, our office is here in Winsville, so you can give me a call or send me an email. Uh, we do have three offices now in the state of Missouri. We have an office in kind of southwest Missouri in Clinton. Uh, we have an office right smack dab in the middle of the state, uh, which is our Centralia office, and then our Eastern Missouri office here, where um, I broker it, and we have two agents that that also work out of this office. So we are geographically uh, doing a really good job of, of covering the entire state, um, and also have guys right there on the Kansas side uh, as well that, that you can contact. So drop me the number too. What are people going to call you? Yeah. Uh, so give me a call. My phone number is six three six five seven seven five two eight eight. Perfect. And that email is? A. Wardenberg, W-A-R-D-E-N-B-U-R-G, at nationalland.com. Perfect. I will post that in the notes. We'll make sure to get your info in there. <laughs> yeah, it's not an easy one. I always got to spell that one out. <laughs> awesome. Well, hey, thank you very much for your time, and uh, I will let you carry on with your day. All right. Thank you much. Thank you. 
This concludes episode number three of the National Land Realty Podcast, discussing elk hunting in Missouri with one of our land professionals, Alec Wardenberg, out of Oxford, Mississippi. You can learn more about land ownership of the buying and selling of land at nationalland.com.